Hey guys, welcome to episode 188 of the JV Club with my marvelous guest, Brandy Posey. I want to, first of all, thank everyone who sent me a birthday greeting a message on Twitter or Facebook or um, email. Thank you so much. I've had a lovely birthday and... Um, I've been shooting this awesome new show for Geek and Sundry called Escape, and it's based on uh, these escape room games that maybe some of you have done. They're like live in-person games that you can do uh, where you try to get out of a room by solving a series of puzzles. Everybody knows I love puzzles. Um, so anyway, that's going to be airing in July, but it's been so much fun to shoot. If you follow uh, Geek and Sundry or me or Felicia on uh, on Twitter, you've probably seen some notifications about it maybe. Uh, and then, of course, I'll be on the Joko Cruise next week where I will be doing a, a podcast recording. So I'm excited about that. Um, I'm not 100% sure I'm going to get it out and up by next Thursday, so we may skip a week next week, but um, but uh, I will certainly do my best. Anyway, uh, so thanks for all of that. I wanted to thank for your wonderful emails, Taylor and uh, Sunny, um, uh, Devan. I think I might be saying your name wrong, and I'm so sorry. Devan? Devon? I think maybe it's Devon. Based, based on what? I don't know. Um, uh, April and uh, Christian and Eric. And uh, Eric uh, is going to be posting something on a Facebook page. You probably already did, the JV Club Facebook page, but there's a, a great link to um, uh, GoFundMe uh, uh, support equality link um, that addresses some issues in law enforcement, uh, among other things. And, uh, and I definitely encourage you to check that out and support it. And I think that's it. I've never sounded more sure about anything in my life. Uh, cool. Um, I will uh, get caught up with some more shout outs soon. And I uh, hope you guys enjoy the episode. Talk to you next time. Bye. Now entering Nerdist.com. This is like really baptism by fire. I just dropped you right in. Yeah, you're an experienced podcaster. This. You know what to do. Yeah, I got this. Playing it fast and loose. You could run the show it. if you want. Oh, yeah. You can yeah. run it for me. <laughs> no, no, no. Please, please run it. I'm working Conduct on my maybe affairs. two hours of sleep. So Are you really? Yeah. Do you mind if I ask? Uh, yeah, yeah. Did you have a very fun time last uh, night? Was it for I was good working reason? last night. Okay. I, all right. So professional comic, which means that I also drive for Lyft. Uh, uh-huh. Sure, sure, <laughs> the sure, other thing sure. That I do. And I like last night was super busy and i just like kept going yeah and then i i live in i live in eagle rock and i was over by the airport and i was just like you're not stopping until somebody takes you home because i like hate making i hate by paying for my own gas oh my gosh yeah if you're gonna go <laughs> if you're all the way out there that's mm-hmm. sort of the idea of it right is that yeah i just experienced that i took a lift yesterday and the guy yeah. was like oh, so this is great i was heading from burbank to hollywood like mm-hmm. yeah all good yeah yeah so i just was like stubbornly just waiting and mm. uh Luckily, like I, I started late on purpose because I knew I was probably gonna like go from like the night into mm. marathon people. Mm-hmm. So it kind of like made the transition, okay. and then finally got sent home, which was good. But that know, is I, a yeah. long. So when did you fall? I, I I'm clocking this like it's a crime scene. Oh yeah, yeah. When did you fall asleep, and when did you uh, wake up? About eight forty-five. Oh, and bless your heart. I woke up at about ten thirty eleven. Bless your heart. Yeah, I woke up at eleven. How do you feel? Does it feel like you're on a good. you're on a trip right now, and like I could just start saying weird <laughs> things, and you'd be 
like, I guess I'm hallucinating from I'm, lack of sleep. I'm probably loopier than I actually am. Like, I, pro- yeah. I probably am loopier than I feel. Yeah, like, yeah. I feel very, like, I do this, I, I feel like when I got in a car, I, I, like, had a car accident years ago mm-hmm. uh, where my brakes stopped working. And I was, like, razor-focused, oh, sure. like, serial killer calm. Yeah. Just, like, you're going to do these things so you don't hurt the other people in your car. Yeah, yeah. And my brakes stopped working, and I ended up, like, crashing into a minibus, oh, basically. <laughs> That's what I did. How scary. Yeah. But I, like, didn't panic at all. And I Good for you. Kind of I feel I would feel, panic. I kind of feel like that a little bit right now, where I'm just like, mm-hmm. you're going to get this task Razor done, focus. and then you're going to go home. A lot of people have described my that. podcast as like listening to a car accident, so <laughs> I want you to feel very welcome, very at home. Um, <laughs> do you, how do you, here's what I'll say. I okay. feel like I... And I, and by the way, I'm not discounting the fact that you might be great for the rest of the day. Oh, but I feel like I'm my best mm-hmm. directly after I've had those two hours, right? Then yeah. I'm like, I think I could just fully function. Does someone need me to take a test of some kind? Yeah. And then by like three, mm-hmm. then I'm like, oh, I, I understand now. That's probably... <laughs> I'm meant to have more sleep than this. Yeah, that's probably what's going to happen. I like... Yeah. It makes me feel good to know that I can still pull an all-nighter successfully. Sure. Because I feel like you only get a limited number of those in your mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And then the numbers dwindle per decade. Too, yeah. Also. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I so. think I... I start. I feel I started too young and I peaked too young in yeah. terms of that. And now, like it's been a long time since I felt like oh, that didn't affect me. You know? I should have just retired in college, like undefeated, right? undefeated. Exactly. <laughs> it was so good. I was so good. So at many trophies, I, yeah. so many medals. Um, how do you feel? Uh, listen, I imagine there may be some of you in cities that don't have Lyft. So Lyft mm-hmm. is like Uber. If you don't yeah. have Uber, these are people. This is uh, um, private citizens yeah. uh, mm-hmm. who are um, able to kind of freelance as yeah. drivers. And it really works great in cities, yeah. in all kinds of cities, actually. Mm-hmm. Like yesterday, I had to be on set and then I had to get to Hollywood and I was afraid I wouldn't have time to park to be mm-hmm. on time for a different thing. Yeah, And so it was so convenient to have a Lyft driver. And they're, frankly, more comfortable than cabs. Yeah, way more. Um, and they're way cheaper. I'm and, a very social person, so I yeah. don't mind a little chit chat mm-hmm. and kind of hearing what people's stories are and stuff. Yeah. And you're in LA, so there's always, but true in like Chicago and New York too. It's yeah. just a, it's a really cool mm-hmm. side business thing that yeah. um, that you know. But I, uh, but universally for me and my experiences um, in all cities, I have far far fewer women drivers. That's very. And I was just curious true. about that. If that's something that you thought about, or if people, or if why you think that is. If people do think it's a safety or comfort issue, I mean, or it's weird how the number of people that tell me to be safe at night is very sweet um it's very nice of them i think it's probably like being a female comic i think honestly makes me a very good female lift driver Mm -hmm. because like i i don't feel threatened by anybody people always ask me like oh you ever run unsafe people in your car and i'm like no it's fine because if somebody does get in my car that i sense there is a problem i it's my stand-up spider sense goes off and i'm like you're gonna be an issue like you're a heckler like you're a heckler in the backseat and i literally will just like they'll be like oh how you doing and i'll just be like oh i'm fine it's been kind of slow been sharpening knives all night or i like have like (laughs) i like have some kind of a joke that'll just be like oh she's funny and like uh is too much to handle yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so i immediately no, timidity, no yeah. yeah i like immediately you take control take you're in control yeah. of the situation mm-hmm. yeah yeah so like, i've ne- i've never felt unsafe with anybody but in general are mm-hmm. you so- and i say this as someone who is has maybe erred on the side of unsafe uh-huh. because i have this sort of stubbornness yes. about me are you that person and have oh, you yeah. always been yeah definitely i i, I very much am like I I'm a person that like I don't like wearing heels because I like being able to like jump down and run if I need yes, to like sure. I'm I remember being like a little kid and like being you know that um 
it's like a uh, where you're in like the swings at the at the park where mm-hmm. like you're sitting in the swings and you swing it, not not that but like the at the car- like the carousel swings the where you're round like in the air. Of the circular yeah you're, up, yeah you're lifted up into the air and it's yeah. circular got it, got it. yeah whatever that yeah. one's called um i call it the nauseator yeah <laughs> i that call great. all of all of those rides the nauseator, <laughs> i guess now but. i'm not good at circles i'm yeah. not like circular rides i have yeah, a problem me with either. but i remember like going on that at parks and always hating it as a kid but being like my friends will do this so i'm gonna do it yeah. and i would like get through it by being like if the swing snapped i would will myself to land on that i would nice. will myself to like, nice every disaster i would just planning yeah i was just planning my survival at, like all moments yeah, of that yeah, ride, yeah, yeah which is like how it's i amazing view everything in life i think but without so but that's interesting though right yeah. because that's not that's like semi paranoid in the sense yeah. that you're preparing for something bad to happen mm-hmm. but at the same time not being fearful of it in the yeah. way that you're like if you're imagining solutions mm-hmm. rather than just like i'm gonna break my neck yeah it's interesting that's a very interesting mm-hmm. like sweet spot in a weird way where i think exactly. p- many people are just like <laughs> reckless and don't think about it, it at all yeah and then to have somebody who's just terrified something's gonna happen and then you're just like cutting it right down the middle going like listen it's very possible something yeah. bad could happen but i got this mm-hmm. yeah i think it's like i i, I always like divide my life up by like what I have control versus what I don't have control of. And I think I learned that at a a very early age of just being like, I don't have control of this breaks, Hmm. but I do have control of like saving myself. That's enviable. I think that's really enviable to have that kind of focus. Are you an only child or do you have brothers or sisters? I'm the oldest of two. Okay. And Mm. where, and where did you grow up? I'm from Maryland. Uh, kind of smack dab, like right by Annapolis, kind of right between Baltimore and DC. Okay. Yeah. And how was that? What was, what, what did your parents do that you're there? Your parents, my dad's a CPA. He owns his, firm mm-hmm. uh charles e posey and associates if you're in maryland and you your taxes done well hey. stand up and doing taxes are very similar so i can see where you got your stand-up charts. i also have i i'm also a freelance bookkeeper in LA. are you really yeah that's like that's actually really good to know yeah i'm yeah. i am a quickbooks whiz because that's i've great. been doing it since i was 10 years old that's a skill <laughs> that i semi have but just you know sludge through every step yeah. like grumbling mm-hmm. under my breath yeah and, I think I like, I honestly kind of like it in small doses because it like, there is a finite, sure. like, it's like, oh, it's like math. Well, it is math because it's yeah. bookkeeping. But, <laughs> but it's like, oh, there is a definite answer to yeah. this and everything will equal zero. And yeah. like, this is like the everything else in my brain is abstract and that is like cool all right cool that's done i can like check a thing off i see that yeah i think i i think i feel the same way in small doses yeah yeah Yeah. like i do a ton of accounting for the festival the comedy festival and yeah it's definitely like i resent the amount of time it takes that i could Mm -hmm. or should be feeling like i should be doing something else yeah but there is a a real like Mm -hmm. smack of satisfaction like yeah like closing the book and oh yeah (laughs) so that 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 does that does actually make sense yeah um and and so you're the oldest of two and you and Mm -hmm. what is your sibling like uh my brother is my brother's interesting he's a he is like he's a contractor now, but he was like an extreme sports kid. Like okay. he was like a nationally ranked BMX racer oh, as, wow. as a kid. Yeah. 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 That's so, cool. It's funny. Cause it's like, I think that we have the same like risk seeking uh. behavior, but like mine is through my brain and his is through his, his body. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Like he's, a, he's a kid that like he picks up, 
I could never do extreme sports because he picked them up so fast mm. and I'd be damned if my little brother was going to be better at everything than me. Yeah. So I'll just let him be good at the stuff I don't care about anyway. Yeah, it's fine. I'm smart. I'll just right. read more books. Right, right, right. What, and yeah. your mom, did she, were your parents together? Or yeah, they- yeah, they were together. Uh, my, my mom was a, uh, she had a master's in um, forest forestry, basically. Mm-hmm. Like she, she was a park ranger and then she mm-hmm. had us and she raised us. That's one of those jobs that mm-hmm. has such a tremendous... Um, sort of mythological appeal right it's like that's Mm -hmm. a that's a thing that i think many people have zero knowledge about other than that they assume she's just like driving around in a truck like communing with the wilderness but in an official manner and Mm -hmm. like telling people to put out cigarettes (laughs) smoky bear style yeah yeah but there's no it's sort of like when people has a dream job is like i'd love to have a flower shop which by the way i once at one time said you know (laughs) but then when i really think about it i'm like i don't really know where that came from other than that it sounds somehow like maybe it's relaxing yeah you know what i mean but uh, who knows what that really entails as someone who has worked in a flower shop yeah not relaxing (laughs) (laughs) i can't imagine that the customers are like (laughs) no you know what i mean i worked in one in la cañada which is a very like Mm -hmm. very affluent suburb of uh, la and um Man, I worked there from Mother's Day through prom season, oh, which no. is like the hot. I was a higher on because that's yeah. their busy season. And oh boy, people that have opinions about flowers have opinions about flowers. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Okay, so we can cross that off the list. Yeah. Did yeah. she enjoy being a ranger for the time that she, she loved was? it? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, she, and was and does it sound like what I imagine it to be? Yeah. Was, I mean, it was it. Yeah, it was great. I yeah. mean, she she would like you know. Uh, take a, a lot of kids like would come from schools and then she would show them around the forest and like yeah. basically it's like conservation appreciation and like the Chesapeake Bay was is like where we grew up so like it's a lot of like hey let's understand what an estuary is mm-hmm. and like get into the waterway and like how all of the watershed works together mm-hmm. and then um, when we were kids when she had uh, retired from being a park ranger so her like master's was in um, uh, bringing forestry to urban areas. Great. Uh, and then so she cool. like used that uh, where in like the suburb where we grew up, there were a bunch of like uh, recreation areas that had been completely undeveloped mm-hmm. and she redeveloped, she like, like developed them and like had this whole thing where like the, the whole like housing community that we lived in, everyone had like a little tiny tax to take care of, like making sure that like all of these rec areas were like yeah. taken care of for kids. Like she spearheaded this whole oh, wow. like multi park so thing. Yeah. Were you proud of her? Very proud. Yeah. Did you have a time when what you're, because just based on what Mm -hmm. we're talking about and your kind of appreciation of and being adjacent to with bookkeeping Mm -hmm. and stuff, did you have a period of time where you did rebel against your parents in some way or did you have a kind of more solid relationship all the way through? I mean, yes and no. Like I... On paper, I'm a very good kid. Like, like my, like, you know, I graduated high school with like a four, eight, five. I like, you know, I like never, I, I'm, I'm straight edge. So like, I don't drink or smoke or do drugs or anything. Okay, and that's I good to know. never yeah. have. And yeah. like, just never wanted to. And, um, so like, they didn't have to worry about yeah, what that. What a dream come true <laughs> for a parent. Yeah. But like, my, at the same time, I'm very strong willed. And, mm-hmm. um, I'm, my, I'm marched to the beat of my own drum. And like, my mom is like, was a very sweet, she passed two years ago. Um, and she was like a very sweet person but she was not like an alpha like i i very much i consciously take after my father and i subconsciously take after my hmm, mom interesting and like i got that really i can yeah. 
that hit something in me. I get yeah. That. Yeah. I'm just like, there's, there's things that I realize now that I'm just like, Oh my God, that's like my mom. And I won't, it's not, they aren't, those aren't the qualities that I was like actively going after at all. God, I really get it. Yeah. I really get that. I think yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's great. That's a very astute thing. Oh, um, you. what, I'm so sorry that you oh, lost her. Thank you. Was she <laughs> ill? Or was yeah. She, she had a, a disease called multiple system atrophy, which mm-hmm. is in the, uh, Lou Gehrig's Parkinson's family, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have a celebrity attached to it. So nobody knows what it is oh, i didn't know what it was until she until she got diagnosed yeah. with it but it like looks like parkinson's and dementia and lou and lou Gehrig's kind of it's it's all in the same family neurological disorder how's your dad doing uh he's doing okay i mean he's they were together they were 19 and 20 when they met mm-hmm. and they were together for the majority of their lives i mean she was 60 and he was 61 when she passed away so it's like two-thirds of their life they'd spent together yeah. so i mean he's He's doing good. And luckily my brother still lives. He's in Baltimore. So he's like 25 minutes away. And my aunt, who's my dad's sister, she moved in. uh, She moved in like shortly when my mom kind of started getting sick. Like she moved in kind of to be like, hey, I'm going to like come and help Mm because her husband, you know, she's twice divorced and she's like i'm done <laughs> yeah so she's like cool i can like i can watch law and order in your house and sure. take care of your wife while you're working <laughs> sure, sure. how yeah. much did you um by the way again you can yeah. totally just be like i don't want to talk about this no no, no. We can, i can um, I, I always believe that it's like if if, the, if it touches anybody it's good to talk about i think that's yeah. and that and i unfortunately keep getting so many wonderful emails from people who are like oh this is something i can really relate to yeah. or this isn't something i can relate to but yeah. i feel i can better now mm-hmm. um yeah particularly when you talk about questions of you know the things that many of us go through mm-hmm. that feel like no you never want it to be you yeah not that you want it to be someone else but yeah. you sort of think it will be someone else because mm-hmm. you know even people who are neurotically think it's going to happen to them or someone in their family yeah don't really sit and like wait for that to happen you no. know it's sort of like a fear protector thing like i'm just yeah. gonna assume this is gonna happen because it's gonna hurt really bad yeah and i'll just uh, assume it's gonna happen and then it happens you're like holy shit it really is happening yeah so there's just no way to prepare for that what did mm-hmm. you what was your communication with your mom like about her diagnosis and what mm-hmm. her process was because that's what I yeah I think as an outsider who could have something mm-hmm. diagnosed like yeah we all think that we would just I think many of us think mm-hmm. that we would just be incapacitated with yeah sadness or grief and that we would take our own lives or mm-hmm. that we you know what I'm saying I mean you yeah. sort of hear that stuff and then you have something tragic like what happened with Robin yeah. Williams which we yeah. don't know enough about to mm-hmm. make judgments but you sort of get yeah thrown out this thing in the media well it's inter- it's actually really interesting with him because like if you look at the interviews that have come out post that haven't gotten near the number of press that when he you know he killed himself initially like he, he had Lewy body dementia which is actually in the same neurological family that multiple system atrophy is mm-hmm. so i very much understand what he was going through but yeah. he was he was seeing hallucinations and oh, like geez. if you read about that disease it's like people are like oh he was sad and he killed himself and i'm like yeah. no, 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 it's, no 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 it's way way worse than yeah. that like my my mom tried to kill herself a number of times you know because she just didn't my mom was raised very catholic she like my grandmother is from sicily catholic like mm-hmm. i i am third generation sicilian catholic mm-hmm. um, not intense at all yeah i know not intense <laughs> at all it's fine <laughs> luckily i was like i was raised my, my mom converted to meth I was raised Methodist and Mm -hmm. like now I'm whatever. Now I'm whatever you got to do to get through the day. Uh (laughs) Um, Yeah. That's the faith I described to now. Yeah. But, um, 
she, you know, it was, it was really interesting watching her, um, and really sad, just kind of dealing with like reconciling her faith. She was a very religious person and we butted heads for most of my, like most of my teen years because of that. Like we, her mom kind of like kept her, her under her thumb pretty hard. And I think my mom was like, Oh, that's how like a daughter is supposed to be. Mm. And I was not that person. (laughs) But then I also like, wasn't ruining my life. So it was like, there was weird tension there because she also just didn't understand what I was doing at all. And we like, we, I we we like patched it up in the end and when I'm when I moved to LA our relationship got a lot better too because it was like okay we can we can have boundaries and like I can tell you the things that I know that you understand to talk about and like you you don't have to worry about the rest absolutely that helped a lot absolutely yeah so she and so she um was she able to I mean I just don't know how yeah to make peace with me the people in my family that Mm -hmm. I've lost either yeah. to dementia or that dementia was a component mm-hmm. that is to, from the outside. Yeah. It is my worst nightmare because yeah. I, it's your, that we're yeah. our sense of selves and our mm-hmm. sort of sense. And on, and I've said this before, but I just mm-hmm. want someone to pump me full of so many happy drugs. If yeah. I'm going to stay alive that I don't have fear because that yeah. is the scare. That's the worst thing you to see someone else go through. And it's yeah. the worst thing to experience. I think almost more than anything else, including pain is yeah. if you're experiencing pain with the mm-hmm. understanding of why, yeah. And the acceptance of it is very different than being fearful of something. Yeah. And so that's what I wish I could give to anybody who mm-hmm. stays on the earth in a place where they're not, they're confused or they're less, yeah. they're more incapacitated mm-hmm. mentally. It's just like, is there a way that it can just be wonderful and confusing? Can it yeah. be, can you it know, be like random weird... and I don't need to understand this and this yeah. sort of joyful freaking you know mm-hmm. i don't know why i said freaking as if i can't cuss on the podcast <laughs> when i do every day but um yeah the sort of like rose from the golden girls you know what i mean yeah. where you just want someone to be like oh okay you know mm-hmm. and it so often isn't that and i no. just that's you know yeah no i i, I totally know i mean it, it was interesting with her because like uh her the the real thing that multiple system atrophy does is it um it basically tells your brain stops being able to connect like oh do this to move your arm do this to breathe eventually at a certain point like yeah. that so it like starts with very primitive motor functions and then it kind of moves into the more fine tuned things mm-hmm. so it was like her 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 mental slide was happening but it was more like she was she never forgot us but mm-hmm. it was like she was less sharp didn't couldn't recall memories but she knew who we were or like was talking at different time periods but to us always knew who we were yeah. and um she she became she was bedridden for the last three years of her life because of it like she just like it's interesting because it because it is such a rare disease like nobody and we, we live near johns hopkins like she had the best doctors in the world basically mm-hmm. and like my dad had her and every doctor ever like it took years to get a diagnosis. Like mm. we didn't know this was something that started showing up like a decade before she passed mm. away in like little ways mm-hmm. that like we thought were ADD or we thought were like OCD or we yeah. thought were uh, like severe depression or anxiety or like, I mean, my mom was in therapy for so long and they kept being like what are you not telling us and she's hmm. like nobody touched me i don't know what you're like, yeah you know yeah, there yeah, was something yeah. that like that everybody wow. was just like there has to be something else that's yeah. going on and then it's once the diet like as it progressed there was like one or two like s- tiny things that like a genius dr house type doctor was like 
this is what it is. Wow. And then, so, wow. I mean, we were, we thought it was early onset dementia. We thought it was any number. Of, we, we got so many bad diagnoses mm-hmm. and then we got like the last one and it was like, well, at least we know what it is mm-hmm. and there's nothing to do about it. So Christ. it was, it was, I think, I don't know if it was like a relief for her to like get to know what it was in the end, because I mean, she'd been told something was wrong with her for 10 years, you know, which is just, that is the the hardest part for, for, I think my family now is kind of just dealing with like, we were all very angry at her for a lot of reasons because like we didn't, before we knew that it was something that she couldn't help. Mm. We were just like, Oh my God, why I've been late to everything my entire life mm-hmm. because you just like can't get out the door in time. I've been, you've embarrassed me. Like you could never like, and then she just wasn't able to be there. She just wasn't capable of it. And then it's like, you have this weird like anger that you're like, well, it's not directed at her anymore. I can't do that because she couldn't help it. So where do you put this <laughs> in yeah. the world? Right yeah. into your own therapy session. Yeah, just right into your the own therapy. Yeah. Right into your comedy, even yeah. if it's in a, you know, absurdist kind yeah. of like adjacent way. Oh, yeah. I mean, it definitely, it, it comes through, it definitely comes through in other ways. I also, the after the first, the first Christmas that, um, that she, last, last Christmas without her, I like came back to LA and like needed to go on a bender of some kind, but I like, I was like, I don't want to blow my life up. And I just like... And you're straight edge, so yeah. it's not like you're like, I guess I can go back to my friend cocaine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I like sat on my couch. I watched House MD in a week. Uh-huh. I watched the entire show, which is hundreds of episodes. Yeah. <laughs> and I, it, cause like he destroys his life. And, it, yeah. and like I'd never even watched a show when it was on TV, but I just like one day was like, <sighs> watch uh-huh. House. That'll be fun. <laughs> and then I just got so into it. Yeah. And my boyfriend was like, You've been watching House for like 30 hours straight what are you doing and i was just like i gotta watch him i gotta watch him just drive his car through the foyer of the woman that he loves i just need to see it happen (laughs) i think there's so i think there's a lot of interesting stuff about that and um and i am totally gonna armchair psychology right now oh yeah but i think because i also binge watched house Uh uh-huh um not to that extreme, but like yeah, I yeah. definitely watched like a season in a very short mm-hmm. period of time on Netflix and was like, well, how, how did that time pass? As we've yeah. all now experienced in, with some show or another. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and I think that there's something really interesting about that show in particular, mm-hmm. which is that it is a network show. So it is a super formulated show, right? So yeah. you have all the same beats every episode, mm-hmm. But within yeah. the context and the comfort mm-hmm. of that predictability, yeah. you have someone totally unraveling mm-hmm. who is also the most authoritative figure in that world yeah. and the most interesting to watch and the most beloved. So you're experiencing being angry with him mm-hmm. the way the characters do. Yeah. Like, don't do this. I love you. Yeah. this You're so amazing. How can you do this? Yet mm-hmm. at the same time, I see how you being amazing could be really hard and cause you to want to go down this road. So I think there's something really, I think it's a, I think that's a perfect choice because here you were able to be cocooned inside Mm -hmm. this thing where you knew, yeah, I know that's going to be, they'll get a patient, they'll be told it's this, Mm -hmm. then they'll decide it's this, then they'll realize it's this. Yes. And then the next episode will start. Yeah. And, and so I really get that. Yeah. You know, it's like you got to do both. You got to sort of have this emotional breakdown that you got to observe, be close to, but also be safe in. Exactly. 
Exactly. You know? Yeah. It was like, I like halfway through, I realized what I was doing and I was like, Oh, this isn't just me watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have a mission. Yeah. I have a mission. Well, I think those things yeah. are important too. Like, I mean, I do a lot of cons and, and mm-hmm. I've been lucky enough to be on a show that, that helped people yeah. and that moved people on that, you know, they were able to have that connection with. And I think that's really, I'm always so interested in those stories and I'm interested in hearing them from not the perspective of people watching my show yeah. because it it just keeps me connected to the fact that I do that and yeah. I've done that and there isn't any kind of separation of like really it did that much for you good luck you yeah. know it's like <laughs> fuck I totally get it like yes exactly. I have those two for mm-hmm. sure and how lucky are we I was thinking about that the other day I was listening to an audio book while I was riding my bike and it was mm-hmm. you know I'd sort of made the determination that I would rather listen to the audiobook than listen to a podcast or listen to music and I thought I am so fucking lucky that I have <laughs> this many I mean yeah. Jesus Christ I'm lucky <laughs> to have like oh I could watch this I could do this I could stimulate myself mm-hmm. this way I could listen to this I could hear from this perspective I could learn about this yeah all while not at home mm-hmm. you know i mean that is like we are in a yeah. gilded age of media it's yeah. absurd how many options we have well it's like the robots have taken over and it's through television it's through yeah. just like media and just like dangling shiny things in our face and yeah it's like yeah. oh cool like my phone tells me where to go and also i can hear anybody i want at any given time those it are my overlords like <laughs> it really feels like it's magic yeah um totally. how did you what was your relationship like to sort of the state of maryland and did you want to leave early on did you i like i knew i wanted to leave but i don't have i i love being from there yeah also like so little i've never been there it's it's very underrated which is great i love it it's like it's an amazing place because maryland is like we're half southern like technically we're below the mason dixon lines who are very polite but Uh we also have enough like northeast get shit done to Uh like it's a really good mix of that's both of really those things. Yeah. Just like move, please. Like, yeah, that's our whole state, basically. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Just like please get out of the way. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Did you have a relationship to the serial podcast and sort of that the yeah. way that know, world unfolded? And I know where all of that happened, and yeah. it was so weird. Like, have you listened to the Undisclosed podcast? Mm-mm. I only finally got around to listening to it in part because i felt like i needed to take a huge break because i went down these guys know i went down a major rabbit hole with that in a way i've never done about anything like i've always gone i don't know why people obsess over things like i just can't get there i i wish i could i wish i wanted to cosplay as my favorite character and talk to everyone about all the alternate endings that could have happened i wish Mm -hmm. that i obsessively collected teacups and that that gave me a sense of calm or Mm -hmm. you know pride and that i've never had that and then like many people with that mm-hmm. podcast, I couldn't. Yeah. I thought about it 24 seven. Yeah. I listened to the episodes obsessively. I mm-hmm. listened to the spinoff podcasts that were happening, discussing it. I would talk about it with anyone who wanted to know. And then mm-hmm. I finally went on Reddit, which I had never done before <laughs> and would disappear for like hours yeah. into the night when I was, should have been sleeping, but mm-hmm. it was the only time I had time to do it. And, uh, and part of it was sort of like, what is going on with me that I am so unresolved about this and that I feel like such a participant in this thing. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've talked about it before, but now, so when it ended, yeah, I was like, this is, I've got a, di- I got unplugged from this. Like, this is not, I'm not a lawyer and I'm not a detective and I'm, yeah. I'm a person with feelings and I, and it, and this is very real to me. It wasn't about mm-hmm. entertainment and it was like, I was, I was yeah. haunted by 
all of the things that you don't hear about that are happening at any given time, both yeah. two people and two people who are innocent to mm-hmm. the victims, all of that kind of stuff was just swimming around. So, yeah. so I just kind of like unplugged. And then um, I just recently, because obviously of the new updates with um, the hearings yep. and stuff, mm-hmm was like, oh, God, I really want to know more about what's been, you know, the case itself. And so I, I've been listening to it. And um, it is, to me, every bit as, you yeah. know, sort of compulsive, like, mm-hmm. God, there's just so much information, so many great theories and yeah. so much injustice and so much strangeness and so much like, you know, anytime you're talking about police corruption or even just police laziness or good intentions that created laziness or whatever... Mm-hmm. Boy, it's just really tricky. Yeah. It's really tricky. Yeah. Well, it it's interesting because true crime is is a thing that is so hot right now. Right. And I think it's because like people they're people are realizing more and more how little control of the world they have around them on and true crime and trying to figure out as a way for them just to be like, "No, no." I'm I'm prepared like <laughs> yeah because yeah. it is it's because I think you're I god I think that's such a great point because mm-hmm. it, because once again you have it coming from both directions right yeah. you have the I can't control crime happening mm-hmm. to me or people I care about and yeah. that's terrifying and then I can't control the way the legal system works yeah either yeah so it feels like you're f- could potentially be fucked on either side yeah exactly <laughs> that's a really interesting point Brandy that makes so much sense yeah and I think it's people uh, just it taps into all of that feeling of yeah. on every like, oh, uh, not only can I not count on being safe, but I can't count on the people who are supposed to keep me safe, keeping me safe. Exactly. Exactly. In any, and on any level, including in a court of law. Yeah. Yeah. So people are just like f- figuring that out and being like, show me more or they've experienced it in their own ways and they're validate. They're normalizing what they experience by being like it happens to other people yeah you know i mean from the from the other side of people who have been you know unfortunate enough to have gone through that which is way too many people in the population (laughs) now let me i'm gonna get back into into sort of you and your um perspectives when you were in high school so um you had obviously based on what i'm hearing you did Mm -hmm. have strong opinions yeah you had a sense of who you were (laughs) Mm -hmm. um i think that anybody who it's interesting because that that sort of straight edge Mm -hmm. line is attracts a specific kind of person i think it's not a timid i was afraid of drugs and alcohol so Mm -hmm. i you know and i leaned hard into yeah fear or jesus or any of Mm -hmm. those things that you know i mean it's also not like i went down the road of like punk rock and drugs yeah yeah um I, I'm I'm I was really impressed by my straight edge friends when I, and I did have friends who were straight edge yeah. who would hang out with me even if I was on acid you know yeah yeah of course but um <laughs> but that was always like God you're really like whatever thing I need to fill this hole with somehow you seem to have yeah. not you don't have that hole is I think maybe how I saw yeah it. <laughs> totally well I mean so when I was in sixth grade um. We lived in the same house until I was in fifth grade. And then we moved. My grandfather died and I wasn't close to him, but we moved into my grandmother's house um, because we just wanted we wanted to be with her. And my grandmother was like my best friend Mm -hmm. for a long. She was like we like did a road like cross country road trip. We went to go see John Kerry speak in Philly together. Like she's my best friend. And um, we moved in with her. We like remodeled the house. And at the same time, maybe six months after we moved in, my dad's best friend, um, uh, he got divorced and because he is an alcoholic. And he came to live with us for what was supposed to be three weeks and turned into three years. Oh, my goodness. So, what a motley crew. Yeah. It was interesting. My grandmother 
hated him. Oh my god, this is nuts. hated. Have him. you written this as anything? Because you will. It's, and yeah, it will yeah. Be it's one of those things that's like also his like. <laughs> His name is Dave, but I call him Mr. Dave because I just <laughs> called him Mr. Dave my entire childhood. <laughs> so it's like weird to be like 30 now and just being like, oh, yeah, it's Mr. Dave. It's in there. That's part of your brain now. Yeah. yeah. Whenever I, you know, I still see him every once in a while, I'll just be like, hey, Dave, how are you? <laughs> You're not Mr. to me anymore. <laughs> right, right, right. That's so funny. Um, but so your he, grandma hated him. Yeah, hated him. I didn't like it because he was like a, a a recently divorced like drunk he Amazing. stole money from me and oh would like buy God. booze and that was like whoa like so my my family had never had alcohol stigma it was never a bad thing but my dad would like come home from work and would have like a uh, rum and coke or something when he yeah. got home from work and it was just like fine i never saw my dad drunk that yeah. never happened like we crab feasts are a big thing in maryland so like people would come over people would like have crabs you have like a couple of beers my dad would always just be like hey you guys want to try some and be like yeah. oh okay yeah i don't like it Doesn't yeah taste yeah good. totally so it was never like this forbidden thing and then when dave moved in or dave <laughs> when dave when mr dave in, yeah mr dave moved in um it kind of was like oh this is what happens if you let it take over your life. And I like, he pushed me so far away. Cause I was like, you're disgusting. You yeah. stole money from me. Yeah. He like my, my grandmother used to collect those like miniature, uh, alcohol bottles. Like for whenever, whenever like my great uncle would come over, mm-hmm. she like would always have like a little, little, little things for cocktails for him. And she went down one time to the bar and David drank all of her miniatures and had filled them back up with water. Oh no. And like she a, like a 15 year old. Yeah. Yeah. Like a 15 year old, but uh, like a 45 year old man. That's so sad. Yeah. What did your dad, I mean, that's a that's a big yeah. thing for your dad to sacrifice your family's comfort on some level. Yeah. I mean, for the love of this person who seems to not be behaving in any way. That's well, good. they're. I mean, it's hard because like they they are like childhood best friends. Yeah. Like they grew up on farms next he's to each other. To yeah, too. he's family, and yeah. like to the point that like Mr. Dave like has he has a brother that is like a heroin addict in Baltimore somewhere. And they both came from like, uh, they came from money and had like a trust. And my dad was like the exec- executor of like their, both of their estate. And when um, the one, the heroin brother like wanted to have more money, my dad wouldn't give it to him. Mm-hmm. And he took my dad to court and Dave like stood up for my dad instead of his brother. Mm-hmm. And like basically like saved my dad's practice at a point where mm. it like could have happened so he it, there's they more, were enmeshed in a very yeah. real and loyal way yeah, yeah like they're they're brothers they're yeah. not and i mean everything that goes with Poor it mr dave yeah i mean he's a very he's a very sad person and it's not he he never made me feel uncomfortable he genuinely does care but he's a very broken person he was a mess, yeah. yeah he was a complete mess and well, I mean, it sounds he, like he did do you favor in yeah. the sense that it really oh, yeah. you know and especially with your grandmother whom mm-hmm. you loved so much being like no not him no you know? not interested in yeah him. yeah yeah and then like all my i was very lucky where like all of my friends in high school like none of them really did anything um because where the part of maryland that i'm from is like a, a dc baltimore suburb and I'm not joking about this. Like everybody has at least one spy in their family. Like everybody, <laughs> amazing. Everybody has somebody that works for the NSA or the Pentagon or like, yeah. It, half the people that I know don't know what their parents do for a living, and they so just crazy. It's it's crazy, and like, but everybody was like, like 
I graduated with a 485. I was 127th in my class. Wow. Like, it was wow. pressure cooker high school and no public kidding. high school. And pub- like our public high school was better than most private it schools in the like whole it. country. Holy smokes. Yeah. yeah. It was like, it was like really yeah, crazy. Yeah, what an adult world to grow up in, like yeah. where you sort of there's a sense of the stakes being higher, but yet there's mm-hmm. also potentially like less actual working knowledge about your parents' yeah. lives. Exactly. It's fascinating. Yeah. It's, it, it was, it's really funny, like getting away from it and being like, Oh yeah, that was different than most people. Yeah, that just, that's, that's what every <laughs> yeah. you know, time and again, when mm-hmm. I, when I have people on the podcast, like they have these wonderful, <laughs> strange, peculiar upbringings that yeah. we all agree, whatever we had, that was mm-hmm. what was normal to us, yeah. you know? And that, if that's not an example of the adaptability of the human race, I don't know what is. Yeah, that, exactly. you know, And it's <laughs> honestly like, it's also a sort of warning of reminder. Don't mm-hmm. blame someone for being used to being hit because yeah. we can get used to anything yeah exactly and sometimes the scariest thing is mm-hmm. the thing that's not what you're used to yeah regardless of what it is exactly oh yeah yeah did you what were you um excited about when you were in high school did you have subjects that you were passionate about did um, you always loved english psychology i was really into i, I loved history i've always been a history nut like i I, so you actually enjoy it's I not love, like you I were, love yeah. school. I some love people school. you know it's like they sort of yeah. it's the it's the means to an mm-hmm. end and it's like okay I'm going to hunker down and get yeah. through all this stuff because I want to go to the school or I whatever. was very lucky to have some very good teachers it and they the it really it really does like I my my boyfriend is brilliant and it breaks my heart that like he never had a teacher that like really co- tried to connect to him yeah. like he's he's a freaking genius and he has ADHD. So like people are just like, Oh, you're like a slacker yeah. and nobody ever tried to like take the time with him. So he just like hated school, like they almost failed out of a lot of stuff. And it's yeah. like, man, I, I wish you'd had like, I, my AP English teacher, Mrs. Brennan was this like amazing woman that when she retired, she like, moved to ireland to study james joyce like she was like a passionate scholar that like it's very infectious when you're young yeah you know you like someone and Mm -hmm. they have that relationship to to something that you end up you know being able to enjoy by proxy and then for your Mm -hmm. own self um what and did you play sports or did you do theater did you do any extra curricular i was in i was in marching band uh i play the french horn um i was like a a very sophisticated horn it is i picked it because i started in fourth grade and i listened to like the peter and the and the wolf thing and Mm -hmm. i was like which one's the wolf that's oh wow i love that what a great like reason and Uh connection yep i'm trying to remember i'm trying to remember what the wolf sounds like it's that like yeah oh no, for sure like, kind of foreboding, foreboding. Yeah. yeah it's deep it's not trill it's mm-hmm. that's so funny yeah i love that i just remember like listening to it being like the wolf is like the whole reason we're here uh-huh. <laughs> which instrument is the wolf <laughs> <laughs> it's great reasoning great yeah. great reasoning i didn't even know what it looked like until uh-huh. i like got to my first class and they were like so here's the french horn i was like it's so <laughs> i like did not know what i was getting into that's amazing <laughs> that's amazing yeah and uh what what kind of music did you listen to what were you i'm t- still like a really big ska kid mm-hmm. like i love ska i like w- i went from oldies to basically like less than jake and real big fish and like went hard into like ska second first second third wave like mm-hmm. that 
that was just like it it spoke to me it's like so silly and goofy and like live shows were i went to concerts all the time that was my like favorite thing in the world it still is but i you know no time as much time anymore yeah but like yeah like live music and especially like live music with horns was like so into it for me and like ska is just very like upbeat and fast-paced and like the community is like very positive and like makes space for each other to dance and like there's just it's like good clean weird fun i kind of feel like i missed out because i I was never into ska and everyone i know and care about Mm -hmm. who was i'm Mm -hmm. like but see, we would have had a great time together. Yeah. Like, I do feel I missed out. It's interesting because, like, I always, like, I'm so surprised that more comics and people in the comic world don't didn't have ska faces. Because yeah. to I me... I don't even feel like it was accessible to me. In the yeah. same way that, like, me getting into goth and punk, mm-hmm. like, that was very accessible. Yeah. But I can't, I can't honestly not think of a single person I went to high school with mm-hmm. who was into ska. Yeah. Not one everybody was it was like you were either into the cure and depeche mode there's probably Mm -hmm. some spillover to like old school classic punk that would then spill into like weird techno like ministry front 242 stuff and then there was like misfit like all the skaters were into like misfits and like Mm -hmm. danzig yeah and there was just no i can think of zero that's so interesting so there you go i guess that's why i didn't yeah yeah i guess like that probably would have been more like the specials and madness but like not even yeah it doesn't even really fit because that was more like the mod thing which doesn't fit with like yeah. those at all. yeah and like i no doubt was big for me and like yeah i mean no and, doubt was yeah. around yeah, like yeah when i was in i mean mm-hmm. this is i wasn't listening to current like these aren't yeah, current yeah. references yeah, no yeah, doubt yeah. was definitely around mm-hmm. but no doubt for my community of music people yeah. Even before they broke, yeah, would still already have thought of them as like commercial. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Which I is get that. Not necessarily true. I mean, yeah. and just because someone has hits doesn't mean that they. Yeah. It's like, how can you control that? You yeah. can't decide not to have success. Yeah, exactly. You know? Well, it's like one of Real Big Fish's songs is called Sell Out, and it's just making fun of that entire. It's like one of their biggest hits because it's just like. I don't want to flip burgers forever. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, would you... I'm sorry, person who thinks this isn't cool. Would you really say no, though? Would you? Exactly. Would you say, I just want to keep doing like this, you know, college tiny bar that pays me nothing and, you know? That's very funny. Yeah, but like, Scow is like... So a lot of ska bands have like shtick or like banter and like that was like honestly like my first live comedy was yeah, like ska shows sure sure because i you know i it was in maryland there wasn't like there wasn't the ucb like there wasn't yeah. anything like that and like it was like oh here's like really funny people that i can also dance to like yeah. they really ska is like a huge comedic influence for me <laughs> i think that's i love that i think that's mm-hmm. absolutely true and i agree with you that it is surprising that it isn't more prevalent yeah. for mm-hmm. for more comics i, was I know like, it is for greg barrett yeah god bless him mm-hmm. he's still in it in oh yeah the best way <laughs> I, I love it. it he did a ska cover of um ll cool j's i'm the type of guy awesome. at Sketchfest. fest oh, that's so it good. was one of the best things i've ever seen <laughs> it was so amazing oh, that sounds so it was good but absurd and <laughs> yeah, funny yeah. and great and sounded Mm-hmm. fantastic because he has a great band that yeah. can you know pull it off exactly amazing yeah no. did you ever play uh horn in a ska environment or did you kind I of was, stay more band but you love watching it i wanted to be in a ska band but like i didn't have enough 
people that like want like, you need as many people as you needed an improv troupe for a scout band. Yeah, basically, fair. it's a lot of people, uh-huh. <laughs> and, and like we just like which I, also means you need a good large place to practice, et yeah, cetera, et cetera. You exactly. Know? So yeah, I like went to a ton of scout shows. I was never like in one, and I always knew that like music was my first love, but like I wanted. I wanted to do something with comedy because like music felt a little bit too sacred to me to like try to make a living at it. I was mm-hmm. like, I want there to be mystery here mm-hmm. that I'm fine with. I'm fine with seeing behind the curtain with comedy. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with like knowing how, how dirty that world gets. Yeah, but like yeah. with music, I just kind of was like, I, I, I want to always be able to watch say, bands and be I like, I feel the wow. same way. Yeah. I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. I stopped being in bands kind of for that reason. Cause I yeah. was just so, hyper aware of all of the mm-hmm. muck at, muck and like dirt to it you know yeah. up to and including just like the rehearsal spaces and mm-hmm. smelling puke and yeah you know what i mean just a lot totally of a yeah lot of i mean like most of my really good friends are in like punk bands and stuff and like i would go f- see their shows and stuff and like yeah. we were like oh man what were they called I, my friend lewis's band dead letter was always really funny because they were like a punk band but then they would have like weird they would i remember they had like one show that was like a they got all these like croissants out of a dumpster behind <laughs> einstein's bagels that if they'd thrown out and were like croissant eating contest between two people and like whatever they didn't eat they just threw into the pit and then everybody was just covered in butter which is <laughs> this like buttery croissant like circle right. pit that sounds right yeah so like there was always weird funny shtick that was like yeah from that world too did you um date when you were in high school i did i had two oh god three i had i had like one serious boyfriend for like nine months uh when i was a freshman and then he broke up with me and it like made me very sad sure and then i started dating another guy i started dating another guy uh and then we it got got too intense too quickly and like we broke up and then i dated another guy very quickly but that stopped after a month because i got back together with the intense guy and then we dated for like two and a half years okay and so you had one of the long ones yeah yeah i was like the last that was so that was from my the end of the beginning no the end of like my, my freshman summer until the end of my junior summer because he, he was a year older and he went to college and it was like great and then it ended it, the last like six months were really bad because he way. he got really into drugs and drinking secretly because mm-hmm. they like didn't want to tell me about it. Yeah, yeah. And he like got drunk and cheated on me with his ex-girlfriend oh. like a week after we had sex for the first time, oh, which will give you no. a complex. Okay. So you guys have been <laughs> together for a really long time yeah. before you decided to lose your virginity. Mm-hmm. Question yeah. Mark? Mm-hmm. And yeah. then, mm-hmm. Oh God. Yeah, it was like, oh. it like threw me for a oh. pretty serious loop. And that was like, may which was like a month and a half before his prom so i had had like everything was already like the wheels were already in place right, right. plus my parents kind of hated him so i like didn't want them to be right so i like tried to power through it mm. and then we like mm. just like fought and were miserable the entire summer and yeah. then he like went he left for college we didn't speak for three months and then he showed up drunk at my door on the night of my homecoming <laughs> see my Jesus. senior year god was, really just yeah. like uh, marching in step with you seeing that uh, alcohol doesn't yeah. not, and drugs don't necessarily create good circumstances yeah i mean that, like i it's so funny because i've never been militant about it but like i mean i think everybody everybody has their thing like i definitely like i think that there should be a dare 
Fire program for sugar. I could have used that as a kid. Uh, <laughs> People who are yeah. uh, big listeners to the podcast, my podcast right now, are like, yeah. hallelujah. Yeah. Because I think I always say that's like the yeah the closest thing to when you're a kid, the way you self-soothe. Yes. That if you mm-hmm. don't move on from it, like there's yeah. something very nice because you can trace right back to like well what did i have access to as a child Mm -hmm. like and what do i still have access to exactly so there's something like (laughs) nicely simple and sweet about that because it's not heroin yeah and it's certainly less dangerous for you kind of exactly but it's also much more insidious Mm -hmm. it's like a slow overdose instead of overnight i feel yeah yeah well it's like i always i i talk about being strategic on stage and it's just like guys like everybody has their thing like some people have beers on the stage. You would think it's weird if I had like a stack of donuts from Seven Eleven on stage yeah. with me right now, but that's, that's like that's your beer would be amazing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I, yeah. my mom, I that won't waste your time with this or the oh. listeners, but uh, because they know already. But yeah. I was my mom is Mormon, and so mm-hmm. I on that my dad's an atheist and a yeah. beard, big drinker and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. my mom, whenever I was with her, that mm-hmm. side of my family and certainly that community that she was a part of, I yeah. watched be very into sugar because that's yeah. all you had. Yeah, that's oh, what you yeah. got. To, that's what you were permitted, mm-hmm. and so everything was Rice Krispie treats, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I certainly had that relationship to sugar. I was like, what can I do to feel better? Yeah. You know? Yeah. That definitely is like my 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 definite drug of choice. And like I've gotten a much better handle on it now that more that I like have started thinking about it in those terms. Yeah. But man, it like, whew. Yeah. Um, why did I say, why did I bring that up? Oh. Uh, oh, yeah. That I was never militant about. Oh, about, yeah, yeah. About like not doing drinking or drugs like anybody can do whatever they want because yeah. we all need to sleep at night whatever you got to do just don't hurt yourself or people that you care about and absolutely that's fine but like um yeah i <laughs> between uh that guy and and mr, and mr. Dave. dave it was just like i went to college and then also i went to college and everybody in college was like i went to film school in philadelphia at drexel and um uh everybody was so aggressive about like, oh, you don't drink? Come on, you got to drink. You got to drink. And then the second that you tell me I have to do something, I will dig in so hard. Like, you like you got to ask, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I'm from Maryland. Move, please. Like, that's, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's well, how you got to do is. this. I, I yeah. bristled at that stuff, too, and I still mm-hmm. do. I, 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 it, it bums me out when yeah. I feel like I'm letting someone down by yeah. not also drinking what they're drinking. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, yeah. I mean, I don't, it's hard for me to relate to other than the only thing that I can liken it to mm-hmm. is if I feel like eating something I know I shouldn't and yeah. I really want someone to do it with me because then it feels okay. Yeah. So if I, whenever I feel the pressure from someone and drink, cause I have plenty yeah. of friends who are like, I'm going to get a glass of wine, you yeah. know? But like, there's no, there's no judgment on either side of like, oh, are you not going to drink? Not like gonna, I don't. Yeah. I'm not worried about whether you do if you don't worry about whether I don't. Yeah. But when it come when it starts feeling like, oh, I'm sorry, am I letting you down? Yeah. That I'm not drinking with you. Well, then I get confused and worried. Yeah, exactly. Well, and it's people project what they're actually feeling on you so hard. They're like, are you judging me right now? Like, right. what do you think I'm doing wrong? And it's like, I don't think you're doing anything wrong. I think you're 19 and you want to drink, and that's fine. Yeah. Like, I don't care. That's what you want to do. It's, it's cool. Do, do, everyone's journey's a different man. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's that is like honestly my favorite part about like getting older is like 
I, I, I don't, I rarely in conversation, like I very rarely tell people that like I'm straight edge. Like if people ask me for a drink, I'm like, Oh no, I'm good. Yeah. I like, I don't make it a thing, yeah. but like, as I've gotten older, it's a le- it's less and less of a deal. Oh God. I'm sure at this point, everyone sure. just thinks I'm sober because of something horrible that happened. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, she'll cool. tell me when she's ready. <laughs> yeah, exactly. About how she almost died in a car accident. She was drunk driving. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, everyone just thinks I have like a DUI in my past. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> because that's more normal. <laughs> I know. Than never having done it. Yeah. Did you talked to April Richardson about this. Yeah. 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 I mean, April definitely like bond over that all the time. Yeah. And and also, well, I see a similarity too when I think about you as younger people. The mm-hmm. sort of sense of like something that you loved then mm-hmm. that you stayed true to. There's a lot of consistency from high school to now. Yeah. Um. And I. I will say about you what I said about her, which mm-hmm. I think I kind of hinted at earlier, which is I'm I really appreciate and respect and admire um, a, a forming of self that early on. Mm-hmm. I think it's special. I think it's yeah. rare and I think it's special. It's something you. to be really proud of and Thank feel you. lucky about, you know, if you don't yeah. want to say, oh, I take credit because I did X, Y, and Z to know myself. And it's just something that kind of happened yeah. for you voluntar- involuntarily. Yeah. Well, Great. I, I think it was like a combination of like, for, for me at least, it was a combination of like three things. Like I... My grandmother was like a very, uh, she was awesome. She was like, I, I've been told like I am the ghost of her Christmas future or whatever. <laughs> like, I, I, <laughs> like she was like, she, she died three days shy of her 89th birthday. She had never been in a hospital other than to have birth, like to give oh, birth man. two days. Good two for kids. her. She was like active. Yeah. She retired and then she like got bored. So she got a job at like BJ's, which is like a Costco. And she just was like, I'm a sample lady. Everybody loves a sample lady. I love it. And she was just like very talked to everybody. It was always laughing with strangers, like making friends in line at Kmart, but also did not give a fuck what you thought of her. Uh, that's the best, like, right? That's yeah. the dream. The yeah. dream is just to be yeah. s- happy over the mm-hmm. simple things because that's what matters most. Yeah. And then just also be like, and by the way, go fuck yourself if you don't like this. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> I was born in 1917. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> like I lived through the depression. You don't like me? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. please. Whatever. Right on. Right on. Yeah. And like, I just, I, so I had her and like I very much considered her like a a mom in different ways too like between her and and like she was a person that I consciously took things from as well mm-hmm. and like my mom who I uh when I was younger I just I did not respect her heart or her patience because those are things that you don't you don't experience actively they're more passive right. things that you get no that's a really but, good point yeah and she um she was definitely like uh there were things about her that I was like, I, my mom, like, I think as we got older, had a hard time finding identity because she like didn't have as much projects. And also there was like, you know, a loss of like a mental state. Mm-hmm. And I like, I, in that, that was occurring, starting to occur in high school. We started to notice stuff. And yeah. I was like, I don't want, I think I just was like, I, I need to know what I like. I want to be like, I determine things. Cause like, I don't want to end up like that and just yeah. be like a, you know, it's very ungenerous of me to be like, oh, she's a bored housewife. But when I was like in high school, that's how I viewed it. Like yeah. I didn't respect what she was actually doing. Yeah. And then the two of them coupled with like my, my, bo- that boyfriend, like cemented shit in me hard. Yeah. Absolutely. Because, yeah. Because I was just like, oh no, I, 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 up to that point, like I hadn't really like, dic- like I hadn't made the decision that I was like not going to drink or anything. And then with him, I was just like, 
no. Yeah. I was like, if, if, if any of his self-destructive, cause I also recognized I had self-destructive behavior. Mm-hmm. Like I knew I did. And mm. I, I like knew what addictive behavior was just by like observing Mr. Dave. And I was like, I, I also like can be very obsessive with really ridiculous things. And I was like, I don't need to like channel that power for evil. Towards something they could do a lot worse. For. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Sure. So sure. like after seeing how you. bad that high school, that boy, that boyfriend just like spiraled hit. Cause he was like, living on the streets of baltimore for a while like that's oh what happens boy. when you cheat on oh. me like i will <laughs> <laughs> i will ruin your life <laughs> oh, everyone's listening okay. yeah everyone's listening. <laughs> um but like we uh i i just was like i am not even going to think about like i don't need to know that like i can focus that way in yeah. in in a in a more self-destructive behaviors than i already have yeah 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 and i just kind of like after that breakup i was like I remember, I remember being in like that summer. No, it was like after that summer. So some, at some point in my junior year, it might've been after the homecoming thing happened. Cause he like showed up with his new girlfriend at Ugh. my house drunk. Oh God. After, and that homecoming dance was like the first like weekend that I felt like a person again. Yeah. And I think he like sensed it somewhere yeah. in his brain. Yeah. He's like, Oh, I'm losing control. Oh. And I, um, I remember like, at like one of those, like at some point that weekend, um, I was like alone in the house and like, I like looked at my dad's like liquor cabinet and I was like, people do that to like deal with this. Mm. And then I was like, no, but like that caused this. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not ever going to do that. Yeah. And I just was, and I you really and, connected the dots. In yeah. A nice neat way, but like, yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. I was just like, and also like I, I really like wanted to, you know, make my family proud of me. And I, I also have like a horrible cousin that is like 10 years older than me that did everything <laughs> wrong. <laughs> she's like, she's a, she's like a very bad person. Um, <laughs> she like, we actually yeah. have her here. Could yeah. you come in here? <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh man, my, my cousin, she, she's like my, you know, like every family has a horrible person in it. And like, <laughs> if you don't, then you're the horrible person. Like, oh, no, I'm trying to think of what that means. <laughs> yeah. I I can't think of anyone. So that's not good. There's probably the, the thing is, honestly, there's probably like a secret uncle that your parents have. Right, you right, right. Like, yeah. that's the thing. Like, that generation is so funny that they there's siblings that like there were there's a a, a grudge that they haven't spoken to mm-hmm, uh, in 30 mm-hmm, years. Mm-hmm. Like we had at, at my mom's funeral I had a great uncle show up that uh, my great uncle Gene, I didn't know who he was. Oh, and they wow. were just like, oh, uh, Gene's a pedophile. Oh, Jesus. Oh, and I was no. like, what? Oh, no. And he's this like little 80 year old man. Oh, and they're like, yeah, we, we, like, nobody in the family has spoken to him in 50 years. Oh, my God. And I was like, cool, man. <laughs> what? And he was like, oh, are you Brandy? And I was like, why oh, do you know me? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So that's Sicilian Catholic. Oh like they, my God, no kidding. They bury it deep. Whoa. Well, that's yeah. a problem with Catholic Church sometimes. No, yeah. um, Brandy, I got to get into this MASH game because yes, I'm very oh, excited yeah. about what these results are going to be. Okay. I okay. want to look this delicious demon right in the face because okay. it's my favorite category too. Okay. In our fictitious MASH world, three things. Um, uh, now, I, when I podcast Emily Heller, she made the decision that the way she used to play mash she wanted to stay true to which was two good things and one bad thing oh it, it arrived okay. at a hilarious result 
Okay. I've never insisted on that. I feel okay. this is your time to uh, really just get three things that you love the most in. Um, so I leave that decision up to you with okay. no judgment. She literally is the only person I think who's ever done that. Maybe one other. Okay. Um, but so this would be three things um, that are uh, not great to have in uh, huge mass consumption in our regular world. But in this alternate universe, they're like, vitamins okay and it can be as specific as like one type of cookie or it can be as general as pizza you know oh man okay all right uh man you just said pizza and i have had pizza (laughs) (laughs) you like when a word just like hits you and you're like (laughs) it hurts i hurt you with pizza i get it I will make pizza one of those because right. I have, I like, right. I'm not. And it's in your blood too. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. Once it's in there, it's, it's a perfect like, food and it comes from where you come from, essentially. I remember being in middle elementary school and starting a health club with Victor Blackstone. Mm-hmm. And uh, every day we got the pepperoni pizza uh, for lunch with a side of vegetables, with <laughs> with a milk, with a uh, with a fruit because we were like, well, there's meat and there's cheese. Absolutely. That food pyramid uh, right. made a lot of people fat. That's right. <laughs> Turns out that's what that yeah. was. Yeah. Oh, with yeah. the triangles at the top of your head and the rest of the triangles is yeah. what your body turns into. 11 you. grains? Okay. Understood. 11 grains Understood. a day? Understood. Okay, great. That sounds great. 11 <laughs> right. grains. Pizza. Um, oh, boy. Uh, let's say... <sighs> Can I say just being around Jim Carrey? Is, yeah. that, is that a possibility? <laughs> just like Jim Carrey in my life. Choice. Yeah, he. Great. We can talk about him he, forever. We can double up on him because I'm going to give you the who okay. you're alternate universe married to or okay. sort of with all the time kind of yes. thing. Okay, so uh, Jim Carrey. It's pizza. amazing use of that. <laughs> Jim Carrey, just the concept, the concept of Jim Carrey, uh-huh. uh, physical pizza in my body, uh-huh. and um, <laughs> uh, and what else do I like? <laughs> it's like so hard when you're just like what do i like and uh-huh. then you start staring at a wall uh-huh. <laughs> um uh, i love thrifting a lot can oh, i say great. can i say that yeah that i mean work? listen this was supposed to just be like okay. food or oh drinks. oh okay um but well, this is like things that you could do in perpetuity with no damage yeah. to you whatsoever yeah. i think that's great it's a great okay. adjustment i'm into it cool. let's let's jump over to okay. the sort of alternate universe sexy times and okay. or husband and or companion mm-hmm. okay, wife right. whatever you want however you want to use this ryan reynolds number one with a bullet got it can i write him three times no <laughs> okay <laughs> i've gone down that road yeah. before yeah. uh ryan reynolds um the late great alan rickman mm, throw him okay. on there oh my gosh my heart for that guy forever and patrick stewart right yeah captain Great picard list. is like the man that i hold all men in my life to uh-huh like that's the standard <laughs> that if you want to date me okay you have to meet this is really good to know <laughs> yeah this yeah it's good to know um really good information mm-hmm. uh let's do three um real real places on earth that it would be cool to have a, a vacation home if you didn't have to worry about like the pain of getting there kind of mm. thing uh hawaii great um Eureka, California. Oh. I love like northern northern California. Me so too. pretty. Um and uh what is the name of that park? Uh there's a park in Maryland, Deep Deep Creek State Park is this like amazing Oh man, like the rivers and, and stuff in, in Maryland are so pretty. I gotta get over there. It's it's like honestly a really gorgeous, beautiful place. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta get it's over awesome. there. It's awesome. Um okay, uh next category is uh Let's do three bands that um, you play with. 
Okay. And it, they don't have to be alive anymore. They don't have to be, exist anymore. Okay. Uh, the specials. Great. Um, it's so funny. I actually was thinking about the specials because I went to see uh, Maya Maya's Princess at, oh, yeah. at Sketchfest. Yeah. And I was just like, what would be the band that yeah when i get famous that's right that's I get right to just have a cover band and just tour yes and that. yes uh and i like i was just like that's i just great. want a specials cover band so great. hard that would be amazing i love um it. the specials would be really great uh no doubt because i want to be friends with gwen great <sighs> she's so cool she really is very cool. <laughs> she was like flawless for a decade yeah. you know how hard it is to like be oh. flawless for like a decade i do know yeah oh my god she's amazing so no doubt <laughs> the specials and um I'm trying to think of like singers that I would like want to be really good friends with. Mm-hmm. Like that's the way that I'm approaching it. It's like, a good way to use it. Very good way to wanna, use it. Who do I want to hang out with mm-hmm. forever? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> it's it's funny because I actually I used to be best friends with the lead singer of my favorite band. And uh then he started dating a piercer from Philadelphia who didn't Uh-oh. believe in uh, platonic relationships between yeah. the genders. We've all gone through um, that, I think. So, yeah. Uh, less than Jake. Okay. I'm going to say less than Jake, too, because I love those guys. Great, 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 great. Yeah. Great. Okay, let's do um, three skills that you wake up with tomorrow, the sort of downloaded Matrix style. Like, you okay. wake up and you're like, I'm amazing at this. Great. Oh, man. Uh, carpentry. I wish I knew how to build stuff. Me too. Yeah, that would be so cool. Um, carpentry, uh, fixing a car. Great. Um, and like legit gardening slash farming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is how, th- th- this is when my like doomsday prepper starts coming I out. Know, right? <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about that too. <laughs> like, do I really believe it? Or is it just like, why am I waiting for the end of the world yeah. to have those skills? Wouldn't mm-hmm. I enjoy having them anyway? Yeah. Kind of perspective. <laughs> so it's definitely something that I've been thinking about a yeah. lot. I hear you. I saw a uh, mini one of the Minnie Mouse on a Hollywood and Highland uh, uh-huh. where all the characters are with a backpack that said was a doomsday prepper group. Mm. She's walking in full costume with her doomsday prepper backpack on. And I was like, Oh damn, Minnie knows something. Yeah. <laughs> she's okay. Well, she's a pretty feminine young mouse. So yeah. if she, even she's ready to hunker down. We got some trouble. Yeah. Um, how about, uh, I just had it in my head. I just had it in my head. Uh, three, like uh, alternate universe careers. Okay. Um, and it could also just be, it could be the Yoda flower shop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Okay. Uh, could I, could I be Anthony Bourdain? Like, yes! Can I just like be him? Yes. <laughs> I would love his career. Yeah. Just Absolutely. Traveling chef. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Traveling opinion haver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's really like been able to sort of take one thing and merge it and morph yeah. it into a million other things. God, so awesome. So much more than that now. Yeah. Um, great psychologist because i like am one already basically mm-hmm, uh-huh. <laughs> just mostly for myself uh-huh. <laughs> uh and i'm gonna throw a psychic on there love it love i would love about it i wish i like i have i have a friend that used to be a phone psychic for a while and i'm all, and she doesn't really call herself a psychic but she like just she was always right she's like i don't know i'm always right it's yeah. weird <laughs> um but it was always like really fun just to like watch her do it i was like that would be like cool yeah it'd be a really fun like You've hit a serious obsession of mine. Yeah. That is a show I'm actually pitching <laughs> oh, where I'm like, awesome. this is important to me. Um, <laughs> awesome. uh, not necessarily out of a belief thing, but certainly yeah. a s- intense curiosity. Oh, yeah. Um, love it, love it, love it. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, let's do next one is 
Let's do imaginary friend. Uh, it could be someone who is a real person, but it could also stretch into sort of the Grover, Harry okay. Potter territory as well. Like oh, a okay. person from literature or a, just an animal of some kind. Oh, man. Okay. Um, I wish my dog, I mean, I, I wish my dog could talk and like we could like be best friends forever. Well, I'm going to put it right on there. I think that's yeah. great. Did you ever read um, The Watchers, the Dean Koontz book? Yes, I think I did it's because about, I went through a phase where I went, only read Dean Koontz books when yeah. I was in college working at a store where there was a bookstore across the way and they just had them all. Yeah, that's my favorite Dean Koontz book. And it's like, that's the one about the golden, the incredibly yes, smart golden retriever. Yes, 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 yes. And he like learns to truly communicate with his yeah. master. And it like, I remember God, reading I it. all about that book. It's like legitimately a really, a yeah. really, really good book. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if I could like actually be like, like know what my dog is really thinking. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. I love it. That would God, be Good awesome. luck talking that, topping that. I guess you don't have to top it, but you do have to add two more. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. I, God, who do I want to be? Who would I want to be like super good friends with? I, uh, I'm trying to think of like. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Great. 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 Yeah. Great. RBG is amazing. I want to be, I would, she seems like such a badass. Love it. Great um, choice. And, uh, Amelia Earhart. Great. Yeah. Great. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. Last category. Am I missing anything vital that you, that I, I feel like I'm not thinking about based on everything we talked about? Um, another one that i like well i've been i'm going through a phase where um uh someone gave the great suggestion of something that you get to experience for the first time again and i'm definitely Ooh. going through that so i'll i'll yeah. use that it's been a recent question i've used a lot but i'm still i'm still into it and i'd love okay. to hear what your what yours are oh man it could be like a place that you visited it could be a movie you wish you could see for the first time a game that you wish you could play for the first time a person you wish you could meet for the first time all that kind of stuff oh man first yeah let me think about first well, let's <laughs> be nice to redo losing my virginity. That would be great. <laughs> okay, great, 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 great. It'd be great to not have great. your heart broken the next day. That would be Love nice. it. Really good choice. <laughs> yeah, let's let's redo that one. Um, uh, oh, man. Um, I was just telling somebody the other day that I was jealous of them getting to do something for the first time. What was that? This is where the hour and a half of sleep starts to hit me, where I'm just like... I think you've done a stellar job. Thank you. Yeah. Recollection of details is always like the hard part where I'm like... But also just being put on the spot is like, that's the virtue of this game that's kind of cruel. Um, I wish I could... This is... I don't know if I, I don't know if I want it as an adult, but I wish I could like Ace Ventura Two was like a religious experience. <laughs> when I, I was a it. child, that movie was a religious experience. It. So for to have me. whatever that ex- that feeling and experience yeah. is mm-hmm. that is, um, yeah. if not directly that, then the same kind of experience. Yeah, I I that makes a lot of sense to me because there's stuff that I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. need to have the same experience but i would want to have that same feeling yeah somehow. yeah mm-hmm. i think that's that great was, that was like a defining that's moment hilarious. in my life that's an amazing amazing thing <laughs> and then what about your last one um what would i want to experience again for the first time uh i feel like there's probably like some food that i'm just like man that was a yeah game, you take like your first changer. bite yeah <laughs> i like changed my a life game changer 
I love it. I love it. Um, the first time that I ate blue crabs. Oh, yeah. 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 Because like That's that was great. That was my first. Solid. That does make me want to eat crab. Every oh, all everything dude. you've been talking about about crab feasts, mm. of which I've never actually participated. Okay, tell me when to stop. Okay. Okay. I'm going to pause this. Okay. Uh, I invite you to pee. Okay. Cool. If you want to. Uh, I'm going to do some tallying. Okay. I, I mean, listen, I feel you really hit a gold mine on this. Okay. Um, I, I'm hard pressed to find anything. <laughs> the only thing that I think I would have been happy for you to have is mm-hmm. for you to have that relationship to your dog based on the conversation we had about it. And you didn't yeah. get that. Okay. But I also feel that you do still have your dog. So yes. in a way, you still have that. Yeah. Uh, but you did end up with Amelia Earhart, which I think is fascinating oh, and wonderful. So cool. And as if that weren't enough adventuring for you, this makes sense to me that your alternate uh, life as this Anthony Bourdain yes. and Amelia Earhart, they would get along like a house on fire. Oh. A natural curiosity, yeah. a travel bug. Oh my gosh. It makes perfect sense. That's the show. That's it makes perfect fish. sense. Oh, listen, the two of you traveling around, I'm in. I'm in. Um, I'm sure it would garner great success, which explains your beautiful mansion in Hawaii. Yes. And it also makes sense to me that you are an amazing gardener slash farmer because what could be a more ripe, lush, yeah. beautiful, verdant, I can't think of any more adjectives, mm. uh, area for you to celebrate that than near your mansion in Hawaii. So much dragon fruit. Everywhere. So <laughs> much dragon fruit. So much. I grow my own. It's very so expensive. I don't know if you, n- now listen, I don't know if you like eating uh, uh-huh. dragon fruit pizza. I will try but it. I want you to know at the snap of a finger with oh, so zero happy. health consequences. Oh my God. Delicious pizza 24 seven. If you need it, I will weep. <laughs> um, don't, I don't, I don't know if you have the same relationship though, when you're, um, performing as mm-hmm. I do with dairy, a lot of people say, if you're going to be singing or performing, don't have don't. too much dairy. So when you are on tour with the specials, yes, I just want you to take care of yourself. That's all. Yes. Um, so keep that in mind. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, listen, I don't know if these two things necessarily connect, but I certainly don't think it's a bad thing if your husband, Ryan Reynolds, is Hell who yeah. you lost your virginity to. Suck it, Blake Lively. <laughs> <laughs> you got us. I, I mean, this is like, what, oh, there's man. nothing on here that's not like pure gold. All of that makes um, me so happy. Yeah. yeah. I like... I'm like sleep deprived and I'm like going to go home and dream about feels all of it. It feels real. And it just feels, not wake it up. It feels real because it is real. Um, <laughs> I love I, it. Will you please tell the nice listeners about your album that's coming yeah. out that I'm excited about that yeah, they need yeah. to get? Um, I have a new album dropping. Uh, it should probably, it'll be out uh, this Wednesday the 17th, which means it's probably out. I don't know when this is. No, I'm going to put this out on Thursday because I know oh, you were perfect. dropping your album. Awesome. So it's out right now. Go to uh, on iTunes or Bandcamp or Amazon um, and it's called Opinion Cave. And, Opinion uh, Cave? Amazing. Yeah. Because I have a joke where I talk about being harassed by a guy and I say, I'm sorry my fuckhole is acting like an opinion cave and I'm asking to be treated like a human being with self-respect and dignity. <laughs> great. Yeah. So, great. Opinion cave. That is important. Fun. Yeah. That's just, great. Just yap, yap, yapping. Women yapping. Love it. And you also have mm-hmm. your own podcast, which I, I have done, which is wonderful. Yeah. It's called Lady to Lady. Lady, to lady I do guys. it with uh, Barbara Gray and Tess Barker. It's on the Max Fun Network. It's a good partnership to the JV yeah. Club. Uh, I've mm-hmm. always felt it. I still do. Yeah. Um, uh, I think many of you probably there is plenty of crossover already but uh i think for those of you who aren't familiar with it check it out definitely check out um the album and uh thank you yeah thank you so much for having me this is awesome thank (laughs) you for doing it and um maybe take a nap maybe not i can't take a nap so i'm the last person who's gonna tell you i'm a bad napper but like i might treat myself today we'll see you deserve it yeah right love it i think i do curl up next to ryan reynolds all due respect you're a very very smart boyfriend my my, my, honestly this is how together my boyfriend on 
this morning, he I woke up to uh, a People magazine with Ryan Reynolds on the cover on the pillow next to me because my boyfriend had gone to the store. You guys are going to make the sweetest I know. couple of with yeah. extra guy yeah i can't uh, wait he's gonna be such a, a word great for that third. but now i'm tired <laughs> um okay guys i will talk to you next time on the podcast as always the jv club theme song is back before we were brittle by the amazing say hi now leaving nerdist.com